The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast. Dr. Taz. Your good health journey starts now. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back to Superwoman Wellness, where on every episode of this show, we are going to uncover the secrets to being super powered and being the superwoman you're meant to be. I know this all too well. Joining me today is Dr. Bob London. Dr. London has written many books. He's a well-known psychiatrist and educator and a writer. He's been a practitioner for 40 years, and he's the founder and former head of the short-term psychotherapy unit at NYU Langone Medical Center and a pioneer in consumer healthcare radio and TV programming. His articles and columns appear in his own newspaper columns as well as in leading medical journals and magazines, and he's a frequent source to national TV, radio, and print outlets. His newest book is Find Freedom Fast, Short-Term Therapy, that works. Welcome to the show, Dr. London. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Taz. Thanks for having me. Well, we're thrilled to have you. And as you well known with your, you know, with your background, and we were just talking about this, anxiety is the number one mental health issue throughout the country. And I think the statistics, the last time I looked at it, it's almost like 40, 50% women dominant. So talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing in practice, why we have this high level of anxiety today, and then we'll get into maybe some of your tips and tricks to overcome it. Well, you know, anxiety is a normal factor of our life. For example, we have, uh, historically, we have the old cannon fight or flight reflex where if, if a tiger is running at you or a dog is chasing you, you secrete enough hormones and adrenaline to run away, fight or flight. And that's a very protective mechanism. However, when the anxiety becomes chronic and you just can't, can't your sleep is affected, you, you, your heart beats too fast, you worry, you're nervous all the time, uh, it really starts to influence your life. Um, and, and today we're surrounded by so many stressful situations, uh, whether it's even flying in a plane because of the recent accidents uh, with the 737 MAX, whether it's job insecurity, whether it's this social life is not going the way you want, and the pressure of the politics around us. We're just uh, stressed out in many, many, many different ways. Um, including, of course, the prices of, of commodities that we need keep getting higher and higher. And it seems like we are inundated with stress. Even in the work world, uh, when you go home from a hard day's of work, the work does not end because we have uh, your manager, your boss, your colleague may text you at 8.30 at night. And you're now texting back, and you may be working for an hour and a half vis-a-vis texting or email. Right. And it, you don't even get a chance to rest. You know, in the olden days, and it wasn't too long ago, 10, 12, 15 years ago, uh, you might get a phone call from work about about something. But now that's more than quadrupled in terms right. of what I just said, the texting messages and the, and the emails. And it's so, so difficult uh, to control this anxiety. And we have all kinds of methods to try and help ourselves. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, relaxation, mindfulness, uh, hypnotic strategies. Um, and we, we, we sometimes don't even get enough time to decompress and use some of those strategies or even methods of rethinking uh, your priorities, uh, getting a different perspective on the old set of problems. So it kind of builds and builds, and obviously it's not good, um, it's not good for your health uh, uh, in the sense that... Uh, I, I, the, the hormones that are secreted on and on affect all the bodily organs, and it also affects your thinking and the worry 
dominates the whole picture of your life. So it's a a tough thing, and we have to find ways to um, get around it and get better. I hear you. And, you know, this is a problem we're seeing across the board, being overly connected, a stressful environment. We're seeing it in men and women. How do you feel like anxiety pertains to women in particular? How is this impacting women? Or are you even seeing that, that it's impacting women more so than it may be impacting the men in your practice? Well, uh, you know, there, there are still a lot of traditional roles out there with men working and uh, women's working more and more than they had to, but oftentimes women carry an extra load. Working women oftentimes are the women who also run the household. Uh, so in a sense, they have two jobs. Running a household can be a full-time job, especially if you have uh, children. So the stress is tremendous. Uh, another interesting thing that I've seen over many years is pregnancy. When women in the workplace get pregnant, it's very, very stressful in a sense that they uh, have to worry at times of job security, of, of not being comfortable around the men in the workplace. A couple of examples that come to mind is I knew a woman a while back who was a hostess in a very, very busy restaurant and she became pregnant with her first child. Um, And, of course, the the worry that she had was that uh, a number of people who wanted her job would be taking it when she was out with the baby. Of course, she didn't have any uh, time off leave that would pay her. We we know that's a serious problem in this country in terms of uh, paid leave when, when you have a baby. Uh, mm-hmm. And only only the, some of the biggest companies offer three and four and five months. But most of the time, you'll get no days or two days or three days. However, she was really concerned that she would not have a job to go back to. And the anxiety was overwhelming. And she talked to her primary care doctor. She's pregnant. Obviously, he couldn't give her any anti-anxiety medicine to not that he even wanted to. And when you see someone like this, uh, you have to kind of focus on how you can get them to slow down and think differently to control the anxiety, of course, without medication. So in this particular case, the, 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 the thrust of the treatment becomes focusing on the, the, the newborn, the baby that's going to be born, the fetus, and how you'll enjoy it, and this is your first child, and you're going to have a good time. And she was able to shift gears and start to think about the more positive aspects of, of having the child. And it actually began to work, and she felt less stressed because she's in a situation where you're here today, yesterday is gone, you can't, uh, tomorrow has not come, and to start worrying about the job. Yes, it's important, but to have that dominate your life, causing all this anxiety, all these different hormones and chemicals to flow, which are affecting the fetus as well, uh, was not a good thing. So she was well motivated to reduce this anxiety and began to take a different perspective on the problem and just see life how it would be with the child, with the the family. She had a good husband, apparently, and hopefully it was going to work. Interesting enough, with this lady, uh, something happened that wasn't had no relationship at all to me. She goes out to dinner in a different restaurant and someone recognizes her from working in in the restaurant where she was working. And uh, says, by the way, when you have the baby and you want to come back to work, how would you like a job here uh, as running the front desk and being the hostess? And, of course, she took the job with better pay, better security, and everything worked out. Nothing to do with uh, mental health or psychotherapy, but just good fortune. 
and and maybe she had a different kind of smile on her face in that that other restaurant because she had less anxiety. Uh, what's That's brought awesome. to mind is another woman who was a partner in a uh, mega law firm, and she also gets pregnant with her first child, and the hostility uh, that that was mm-hmm. built around her by before. a number of men. Uh, because she was going to be out for three or four or five months, she had paid uh, time off, uh, really started to cause a tremendous, tremendous amount of anxiety. And uh, as this anxiety built, she wasn't able to focus that well. Uh, and you would think that someone with her brain power, when she went to a great law school and she became a partner, could, could work this out, but she couldn't. So speaking to her... Uh, once again, getting her to change perspective on the problem was very good. And what the change, uh, and this was very short-term, and in the book, Find Freedom Fast, I'm basically talking about short-term therapy, uh, trying to get people to realize they can get a problem solved much quicker than in traditional talk therapy. So what she was able to do is try and locate men in the firm. And at first she thought, thought this was not possible, to locate men in the firm who are positive about her having a baby, and becoming a mother. And of course, mm-hmm. she found these men, and it changed her whole perspective. Uh, and why she didn't think of this on her own, because she's an absolutely brilliant woman, uh, is a good question, but she didn't think about it, okay? So here she came into the therapy world for a very short time, overcame it, and things worked out well. Those are just two examples of women uh, sometimes having a very difficult time with anxiety uh, it, it, when they get pregnant. Got you. So let's talk about Find Freedom Fast, because that's your newest book, and you okay. uh, really talk about how that may be the answer to this bombardment. And even before we go there, guys, I think it's fascinating that you're tying a lot of our female anxiety to children and childbearing and being in the workplace. And I think that's that could absolutely be the reason why the statistic on anxiety skews towards women rather than men, because that just adds a whole layer of juggling, multitasking, trying to please people, uh, and trying to make all, and it makes us a little bit vulnerable, quite honestly. I think the minute anyone has a child, you're in a position of vulnerability to a certain extent, because every decision of yours is going to be filtered by the needs of that child. And so, you know, I think it is a collective burden, you know, or a collective challenge, maybe burden is not the right word, but a collective challenge that we as women who are, you know, nurturers and, uh, you know, we're mothers and we take Take care of other people i think that's something that we very much feel and so we need solutions and most women are presented with limited solutions they're presented with an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant you know what are their options and what have you uncovered you know in find freedom fast that may give a woman uh an option that is not a medication option or a way for her to really harness this this crazy layer of juggling. I call it superwoman syndrome, but this crazy layer of juggling and trying to spin plates in the air and catch them all because every one of them seems so critically important at any given moment. The book is based on my 40 years of working, working with short-term therapy, doing it and perfecting it, and I developed a a learning, philosophizing, and action method, which I call the LPA. It's my spin on cognitive behavior therapy, CBT. And it's a way of getting a different perspective on the problem. It's also the method of learning, philosophizing, and action also includes relaxation techniques, um, whether it's mindfulness or hypnosis or uh, meditation. Uh, My belief, of course, is that... um, 
these uh, names of the, the different uh, methods of uh, relaxing are really uh, different ceremonies to affect the same uh, uh, concept in each person so that you can find a way to decompress from what's going on around you. So if you can, and not take medications, of course, sometimes medications are very necessary. There are certain mental problems, just like uh, medical, physical problems, where medication is important and it's life-saving, just like an infectious disease or heart disease or high blood pressure. So I'm, I'm for medications when they're appropriate. Um, is there an overuse of medication today? I believe so in the mental health field. I think there's a, a large overuse of medication, but that's another story. The point is finding a way, as this book tries to demonstrate, of circumscribing the particular problem, one problem, two problems, at most three problems, and trying to get a new perspective on that problem. And that's what the book tries to teach. It also tries to point out that by getting a short-term solution, it, it destigmatizes the mental health world because you may have a vulnerability to anxiety that may carry with you through learned problems or through some genetic loading. And just like if you have a bad back or a sore shoulder, you can go back to a healthcare provider to get it fixed every so often if it goes out. The same thing can be true with a mental health problem. So finding ways to relax using, uh, as I say, mindfulness or hypnotic model. All this stuff is very easily taught. Sometimes if you're physically fit, exercise works. Certainly taking yoga classes works. But it's trying to find a, a private island of time in your life where you can actually do these things to overcome the anxiety. And the book is talking about that. It uses composites of various uh, vignettes of how people overcame these difficult problems. And, and the idea is, if you have a problem, the idea, to, besides relaxation, to circumscribe the problem. My dad was a surgeon, and mm -hmm. uh, one of the things he said to me with great wisdom uh, when I went into psychiatry is try and fix the problem. Because as he saw it, there was still, oh, back in his day, there was over-medication. There were too long hospitalizations. Yeah. Today, there are too sh short hospitalizations. And there was talk therapy that had a beginning a very long middle and sometimes no end. So the idea of getting into the short-term model, and which I did from the very onset, uh, gave me a lot of uh, pleasure in the sense that I could be treating people in a very circumscribed way. You know, the idea is if the roof is leaking, fix the roof, don't tear down the whole house. And I think that people should know that it exists, short-term treatment. It's not that popular because people talk a lot about it, However, it's not uh, easy to always find someone who's going to circumscribe that problem. But it's doable, and that's what the book tries to discuss. Fantastic. So, you know, you have this LPA method that you've developed for short-term therapy. Uh, you're a big believer in cognitive behavioral therapy. Give us a couple of things that anyone can do right now when they're feeling anxiety. Maybe break it down into like five five key things you would you would tell them to do. They're juggling, they're frustrated, they're running around, they're feeling those symptoms of anxiety, which guys, by the way, can span so many different things. And that's why sometimes that can be tricky too. It's everything from your heart racing to not being able to focus, to not being able to sleep, to having tremors, to having weird buzzing in different places, uh, to being irritable. I mean, there's so many, so many symptoms of anxiety. What are five things we can do using your technique? Uh, if you could just kind of bullet it out for us. Well, it's not so easy to come up with five things quickly, but one of the first things, of course, 
is relaxation. Find a way to get away from a stressful situation. And um, relaxation, whether, I, whether you use mindfulness, whether you take a yoga class, whether you're physically fit for exercise, whether you understand self-hypnosis, find a way to relax. The second thing is when you relax, try and find a, uh, a, a pleasant experience you can think about, something you enjoy, something you're planning in the future, because that aids the relaxation, whether it's a trip, uh, if you want to go back to something you did in the past, uh, your graduation from a school, that's the second kind of thing. Uh, the third thing I would say is to try and see what the problem is, and this is critical. Uh, and try and get a new perspective on the old set of problems. For example, like this very brilliant attorney who was faced with all this negativity uh, from the men she was working with because she was going to be out for five or six months uh, to find the people who, who would be supportive, and she found them. So getting a new perspective on what you can do is very, very helpful. And also making sure that you try and educate the people around you if you can, who are bringing you in the stress, and I don't mean turning your workplace or your family into a psychotherapy session, but try and be expressive of what, what, what's bothering you. And sometimes people don't really know uh, that you're being bothered by something. One of the things that's come up in the last eight or ten years, uh, just to drift for a second, is that women seem to have a very tough time asking for a raise in the workplace, mm-hmm. where men... Uh, do it much easily so and that becomes anxiety provoking because you're in a you're in a 50 50 work environment half men half women and the men are getting uh, bonuses or increased salaries and you're not and uh what's what i've heard and uh, uh seen happen is a woman just builds up the courage after all this anxiety to go ask for the raise and suddenly the manager or the boss or someone says i never thought you were going to ask for this and wow, huh? It's, it's interesting because, yes, many, many people, men or women, are, are expecting you to ask for it, and the women tend not to. So there is some fragility. So that's a way of uh, another way. I know I'm only up to four. I may have to end now because I'm not clear on the fifth one. Give me some more time and I'll find this. No worries. No worries. <laughs> but it, but it, it's, it's that kind of model of trying to get in. The big picture is doing something to get a new perspective from the relaxation to talking about it. And the relaxation can be whatever fits for you. And, of course, um, if, if it's not working, there are professionals out there to help you. And I, once again, I do believe you need to be a good, good consumer and get the short-term stuff. And if that works, of course, if that doesn't work, of course you go for the long-term stuff. But get the short-term stuff and be a good consumer and ask. And if you ask for help, uh, in, in, in the mental health world and you want short-term uh, treatment or short-term advice or counseling, it's not that you're resisting or fighting it, which you can be told. And the model I like to use is it's okay to ask. When you go into the grocery store and you're going to get a half a pound or a pound of tuna fish, you have no problem asking the person behind the counter, uh, how long has that tuna fish been there? Well, you can take that same model and ask ask the same question. Do you do cognitive behavior therapy? Do you do short-term treatment? Um, and, and look for an answer. Uh, if you don't have a good answer, then you have to maybe go to the next provider and try and get the same kind of answer, the answer that's going to help you. 
Fantastic. And last question, what do you think of medication? What's your sense of that? Medication is critical, okay? If, if, if medications are there, and the medications that were developed in the 50s and the 60s, whether it was treating infectious disease or cardiac disease or blood pressure, um, including those the life-saving medicines and mental health, there's the certain people who need medication to get better and to join society and have a more promising, fulfilling life. Uh, the over-medication is what bothers me. And if, mm-hmm. if the medications uh, for anxiety uh, are used judiciously, uh, appropriately, some of the antidepressants are now used uh, for anxiety. If they're used and they're well-monitored and that's what helps the person, of course, you want to be in favor. What I'm talking about in terms of overuse is when you take one medicine and it's not working and someone adds a second medicine and doesn't take away the first one and then the second one is not working, now you add a third medication and now you're on three medications and nothing is working. And that's what we're seeing all too often um, with the, the overuse of medication. That's not true of every provider, but there is a lot of overuse where you just get the medications multiplying and now you're dealing with the side effects. It's interesting because it's not psychiatry that's uh, so much over-prescribing. I think um, more than half of the uh, mental health medications are provided by primary care physicians. And uh, some, some of them know very well what they're doing, and some of them are moving through the process, seeing someone every 7 or 8 or 10 or 15 minutes. It's hard to see uh, an anxiety case and not get a good history in 10, uh, in 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. However... That's what we're dealing with. The idea is to, to be judicious with medications, try and go slow, try and keep the doses low just to see how someone responds, and to try and do it with good, good, careful medical monitoring. And clearly, the medications will help. Once again, over-medication is what I'm talking about, and I mentioned it in the book. Perfect. And if anyone listening today wants to take or wants to get more information from you or even find the book... Uh, find Freedom Fast, short-term therapy that works. Where do they need to go? Well, it's sold on Amazon. Uh, it's listed in many bookstores across the country, uh, whether they have it in stock or whether they have it uh, in the catalog and can order it for you. Um, and if there's a website called findfreedomfast.com where you can order it. Uh, that becomes through Amazon. So it's available in many, many um, uh, different uh, venues. And it's a very quick read. It's an easy read. It's 180-something pages. And uh, people who've read it tell me that they find it very enjoyable. They can put it down. They can read five pages, put it down, and pick it up that day or a week later. So it's turning out to be successful. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out today to join us. Guys, the book is Fine Freedom Fast, short-term therapy that works. And as women, as superwomen, we all have anxiety. It ramps up, it ramps down. But use these techniques to help you fight through your day. I really appreciate your time today, Dr. London. Uh, For everybody else, thank you for listening to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, which is now on Spotify as well. Go check it out on your morning drive or evening commute. If you have questions about today's show connect with me on instagram or facebook at dr taz md and if you enjoyed the show please rate and review and share it with your friends i'll see you guys next time